Hi, I was exploited for my sexuality. For about 10 years, I diminished that and let my shame voice take over. I am going to be here with you on a whole new level where we are no longer allowing shame or guilt or fear to be present. We're here to thrive. We're here to be open. We are here to celebrate and we are here to help others as always. Welcome to the unintentional fucking porn star. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. Welcome back. Last week, we talked with the amazing erotic Elizabeth about sexual exploration and some topics around such. This week, we are also expanding into that topic of sexual exploration and expansion, but this time we are doing it with Aubrey. The reason I want to tap into this topic so much is because having dealt with sexual trauma myself, online sexual assault, it affects you. And I think the number is like one in three women in the world deal with some sort of sexual exploitation or violation and have trauma sexually. And so that is a focus of mine right now. How do I step into sexual exploration again for myself in a very explosive, expansive, and playful way after having it being damaged so intensely by someone or some things or some people over time. So it's something I really want to focus on. And it's something that I want my listeners to feel comfortable knowing that it can be a lot. It can take a lot after having something happen to you in the terms of sexual trauma. Like you have to take steps to reclaim that again or re-explore that, you know, and it, and it sucks, but it's something that is is available and also for me is something I really want to do because I want to enjoy that again more and more. And whether that comes with one person, myself, or still a bunch of people, whatever, I just want to be able to feel powerful again in my sexual expression and not have the worry that is going to be violated or exploited, which is real Um, for myself from my past experiences and for, for many that have been through something or think about it or what have you. So that is why we are stepping into another conversation about sexual exploration and expansion. Um, so zip up your pants or zip down your pants, whatever you feel best, and uh, let's get going. Amazing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this beautiful episode with Aubrey Moore Aubrey is, um, has created Pleasure Roots, and she's a sex and intimacy coach and is extremely gifted in guiding women to safely explore their sexual desires. A former scientist, which is so cool, by the way, I, when I read that, I was like, yes. So she's a former scientist and uses somatic exercises and talk therapy to help women deepen their connection with themselves. Um, And for myself as a sexual trauma survivor and connecting with Aubrey, we've had some really great conversations around the idea of exploring sexuality again and sensuality again. And so we're going to kind of dive into that here. So a big warm welcome to Aubrey. Thank you for being in this space with us, Aubrey. Thank you so much. That was such a lovely intro. (laughs) Thank you. Great. I'm I'm glad it is, you know, because I just want to make sure we're representing you in a good way. Um, I guess before we even jump in, is there anything you'd like to add um, to share with others in terms of what you do, or do you feel like that feels really good? Or, um, 
Yeah, I I mean, the only thing maybe I would add is that I freaking love what I do. <laughs> My job <laughs> is so fun. Like I it energizes me. Every every session I have is like energizing because I I just I love helping women in this way. So, yeah. Well, thank you for your work because it's truly something that from my experience and, you know, I, I considered myself to be an extremely sexual woman and I, I still consider myself to be that. And going through, you know, these traumas of having the tape online without my consent and having other types of violations in life, just being a woman is who I am and, and, and connecting with you, there was this part of me that was really wanting to lean in and felt like a yearning to talk to you more. And I feel like we're almost doing that here where I'm, I'm, I'm so eager and excited because I know that what you do is so important and on a bigger scale too, you know, this is something that women and, and humans, but women deal with on a regular basis is like, I don't, I don't know in my, in my perception, like how much space there has been for this types of exploration, whether in the past or even now. And so I just think it's so important and so beautiful what you do. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also healing and learning through this and relearning and also learning more than what I knew about myself. And so I'm just so eager, excited and and honored and, and even nervous too, in a way to be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like here we are talking about exploring sensuality when it oddly feels so natural to me, but feels like it's almost been taken away. Um, mm -hmm. and so just, you know, before we tap into the, the sensuality side and the exploration, have you dealt with a lot of women or people who have had some sort of traumas and, you know, what does that look like if you have, and yeah, is there something that you've dealt with in terms of sexual traumas and how to sort of yeah. go through that? Yeah. Well, so first just let me say the nerves are mutual, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and I think it's good to name it right as a, as female leaders, both of us, in this space we're we're using our voices in powerful ways and mm -hmm. in traditionally in our country um women have been persecuted for for doing that so um that i think the nerves are really normal and natural because it's like mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like that i don't know if you've heard of like the generational wound of yes know, women yeah. right so totally uh, mutual there um and, and, you know, nervous excitement, it like, it's the same chemically in the body. Right. So mm -hmm. I just trick myself. Like I'm actually really excited. I'm not nervous <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, so, um, in regards to, uh, sexual trauma, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, every woman that I have worked with so far in the last year has had some form of uh, sexual assaults happen mm -hmm. to them and, um, and or sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to be really honest with you, it pisses me off. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a really hard thing to overcome mm -hmm. and, um, and heal through, like you said, you're kind of still healing. I'm still healing. And that's, I think part of our, our journey as leaders in this space is that we have to embody and live the healing that we are helping others go through, you know? Oh. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I think 
if you are, if you're starting to deal with, I'll say deal with, right? Because some, some forms of sexual trauma, we don't, we don't want to deal with, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, rightly so. Why would we want to dig into that and figure out how it's affected us? I mean, that's a lot of hard work. It's really emotional. Mm -hmm. And so I get wanting to put it off for many years or maybe not really knowing that it was sexual trauma, you know, like absolutely. if, if it was happening when you were younger, maybe you didn't know. And so um, not really even recognizing that um, some, I think you put it really well, that some things were taken from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, whether you're either starting to recognize it or understand it or acknowledge it, or maybe you've been putting it off and you're like, okay, I'm going to dive into it. Um, like I had one client who, it was actually part of a couple, but she had just started her like facing, I'll say mm-hmm. her sexual healing um, from her trauma through childhood about a year before we started working together. And, and it's tricky sometimes to get into like coaching because coaching is, is very different than therapy, you know, in, right. some, in some, some ways it's similar, right. But some ways it's different. Mm-hmm in terms of like, I'm taking you from point A and we're getting to point B, right? Um, Whereas therapy doesn't always have like a goal like that. It's more about understanding yourself uh, further. Um, And so she wasn't really ready to, to be in that coaching format yet because she hadn't fully understood what she had experienced, you know? So just in regards to sexual trauma, I think there's there's timing that goes along with, with exploring that and then exploring further, you know, your sexual sexuality. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even, you know, hearing what you said and and relating in, in my own way to what you were, you were bringing forward is it's, it shocks me how 10 years later, I'm at a place where I feel like I'm still healing that part of myself. And, and it blows my mind that again, 10 years later, five years of facing it again, facing it is, is it's, it's a thing. It's a very different experience when you start to face things, but five years into, yeah, five years into facing it, there's almost a part of me that feels sad that I'm only starting to explore the play again. You know, Mm -hmm. I, there's a, there's a sadness and holding space for that, of course, because yeah. Yeah. That feeling of like someone took that away, you know, I was so playful and I even had to watch the video back as much as I could, the one that was posted online. And I look and I'm like, she was so playful. She was so trusting. She was so out there and, and wild and beautiful. And what the heck happened? Where <laughs> yeah. did she go? And so, yeah, there's a part like even connecting with you and having these conversations about exploring sexuality and sensuality again, which is so important. And I'm excited to tap into that more here with you as well, is it's just, it's shocking to me. And there's a, there's a part of me that puts a blanket over myself being like, it's okay. And yet you're here. And there's a part mm-hmm. of me that knows I'm ready to step into this again. And yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I would love to hear if you have more on this, but for anyone that's listening, that's, that's dealing with sexual trauma, I think honoring where you're at and 
um, for myself, sometimes I try things and it doesn't work and I realize I'm right. not ready and that's okay. And so anyone that's listening, if they're in that place and they're not sure they're ready, it's like, keep exploring what you're, where you're at and what you're ready for and your body, your soul, your, your expressiveness. I feel like there's a part of you that will know you're ready to start looking into it or dipping your toe in it and then bringing it back or fully jumping in. So I'm not sure if you yeah. have anything to add in terms of that, in terms of when someone might feel ready, um, it's their own personal journey, but at the same time, like maybe, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I've got a couple things there. So before we go into exploring when you're ready or experimenting when you're ready, you also mentioned like, um, when am I going to be able to, I guess it's kind of related, like tapping into that play right again. And mm -hmm. I, I was in a, I was in a workshop, um, last year and it was a touch workshop. And so, um, it was put on by Betty Martin, um, and she's written the book, the wheel of consent. It's a beautiful book. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. So I, I use a lot of her, her work in my work and it's all about putting yourself in like either a receiving state or in a giving state basically. Mm -hmm. And there's a few different ways to do that. And, you know, we're going through the touch exercises with another person and, you know, it's all, you know, consensual of course. And, uh, afterwards we talk about what we noticed about ourselves and, you know, me and, and another individual, we realized that sometimes the things that we were asking for, I didn't really feel like we're actually pleasurable. It was like more like soothing my anxiety. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really interesting that like, you know, my version right now of pleasure or play might actually be like relief. You know, maybe wow. the first step to pleasure, maybe if pleasure seems too far or play doesn't seem safe yet, maybe the first step you take is relief mm -hmm. of a, of something, you know? <laughs> you know, oh, that's, that's so powerful and so beautiful to hear that too. Even I think the awe came forward because yeah, sometimes you just need to be held and feel safe again and explore that. Right. And that right. is a form really, if you think about it, that is a form of exploring your sensuality, your pleasure and yeah, you know, wow. it's all exploring and experimenting. And you know, I think at the beginning you mentioned I, I, my bio, I was a scientist and uh, <laughs> I was, I have a degree in chemistry and, uh, I worked, uh, at Boeing in their research for their like defense in space in St. Louis oh, for cool. like, <laughs> for like two and a half years. Yeah. I had like a secret clearance. <laughs> cool. uh, I felt really cool at that time. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, um, so a part of like, just who I am and what I enjoy is like, you know, using the scientific method. Right. And so experimenting with one thing and having a control, experimenting, writing down your observations and then doing that for a week or however long, and then doing something else, you know? So I do that in my own life all the time. I'll like try something for a month. I write everything down that I do. And then I see how it, you know, fits in my life. And so, um, yeah, it's honestly, and that's kind of what sex intimacy, all that stuff is just like anything else, you know, like if you're trying out a new diet, right, you're going to change maybe one or two things and try that for a month and see how that fits with your body. 
it's mm -hmm. the same type of stuff, right? And so you're trying out something, seeing how it, you know, feels and how it works for you. And then, like you said, maybe it's not going to work and that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. I, uh, this doesn't have anything to do with sexuality, but in terms of trying things, you know, I, in 2020, I, I left an emotionally abusive relationship of seven years and, uh, it was tricky. It was hard because one, if you've ever been in an emotional or excuse me, if you've ever been in an abusive relationship, sometimes you don't really know that you're in one. And yep. so it makes it really difficult to leave. Yeah. Um, uh, and we, we all had, we had the same best friends, you know, same friend group, everything. And so, you know, a couple of years later, uh, we go to like a friends giving thing together. Uh, not, we didn't go together, but we were each there, you know, and I was like, okay, I, I all this inner work that I'm doing, you know, to support myself and, you know, breathe and, and take breaks and all these things. And I had like a, a buddy, you know, my current partner, he was like my buddy, my support system. Um, and afterwards, the day after I was really depressed, you know, I was really um, anxious and I had a lot of guilt running through my body for some reason. There were all these feelings that were happening. And when I actually spoke with my, my coach at the time, we talked about, you know what, maybe I just weren't really ready for that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I just wasn't ready to interact with that person yet. I thought, you know, it's been two years. I've been doing all this healing work, you know, I'm ready for it. And I was really prepared, but, um, uh, my body wasn't, you right. know, and, and that's okay. Sometimes you're just not ready for stuff. Yeah. And even, you know, thinking about that in terms of either my own journey of stepping in to explore the sensuality and the side of myself that has that play um, and, and sort of passing this along to anyone that's listening to is, is, you know, just reminding again, as, as you've been saying, as I've said, that it's okay if you're not ready. And, and um, I think holding self in that space of safety and caring and curiosity, no matter what. And there's a hope that, you know, the partner, the partners that you're with um, provide that space for you. And if they don't just know you have that safety within self and also to reach out to somebody that, you know, can hold you in that space, whether that's a professional, whether that's you, whether that's a friend or something like right. that. And just to kind of hold self in that space of, okay, actually that didn't feel, I'm not ready for this. And, and for me, there's, you know, even when I say I'm sad for myself, there's a part of me that goes, well, are you judging yourself? Are you judging yourself for not being ready? And I think absolutely. I think there's absolutely yep. a part of me that's judging the fact that I'm five years in and I still can't, you know, and it's like, okay, fair, valid. I hear you. I'm holding this, this space for this this judgment in a way. And also, you know, there's, it's, it's okay. I'm like, I'm like trying to work through it right now. I'm literally going like, yeah. what do I need? <laughs> Maybe we should take a deep breath. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and I think there's just providing that safety for self or holding that safety for self and, and almost I picture cradling, like holding yourself yeah. in that space. And I almost even picture for myself right now, like brushing my own hair being like, it's okay. 
And of yeah. course, oh, that's beautiful. Feel these things, and like it's okay. I've got you. You know, it's yeah. Inner child yeah. and going. Well, you, the, you know, and you can't be curious if you don't feel safe. Like right, that's right. kind of the basis of curiosity right. is feeling safe. And yeah. you know, I think I I'm probably gonna butcher this, but some uh, there's an analogy about kids. Like if there's a kid in a playground and they and it is. Um, no, there's no fence or anything, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't see their parents. They can't see them. And they're probably not going to travel very far. Mm-hmm. But if they can see their parents, and they'll go all the way to the edge, you know, mm-hmm. of the playground because their their safety is their parent, right? They know that when my parent is here, I am safe. So when they can't see them in the vision. They won't go as far mm-hmm. to the fence or whatever. So it's the same type of thing. That's amazing. I, I don't know it. if that made sense. No, it made total sense. I was like right there with you. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I get that. Um, so what I would love to do now is is within the understanding of safety and and having the advocacy for yourself in a situation or to take a step back and to hold self, I would love to step into now we have this safety. Okay. So we're here in this safety. We're excited. Um I'm I'm wondering, like, where do you begin with somebody who's just entering in with you? You know, like, hey, I'm here. I'm signing up with you. Like, what do we do? (laughs) What's going on? What do we do? Yeah. Most people, when I'm like, hey, I'm like a sex coach, they're like, what is that? You know, a lot of people, it's a good reaction because I'm, you know, uh, I don't really enjoy being like the center of attention or anything, but um you do kind of become the most interesting person in the room. Yeah. <laughs> most yeah. Of the time. Talking about sex, um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, when a person starts with me, well, the first thing that they do, um, before, you know, we have any sessions or anything together is, uh, you know, we have a, we have a short call 30 minutes or so. So I can really get a feel for what it is that they're trying to accomplish. Like, why are they here? Why did they seek me out? Or why did they reach out? Um, and there's a couple of questions that I ask them through that as well, but it's usually follows the format of, okay, let's figure out what you want to get out of this, right? We, we dream a little bit and then we figure out what do you think is in your way, you know, cause you clearly have a vision here, or maybe you don't clearly have a vision, but you have something. So what's really getting in the way of this? Um, for many women, by the way, it's like, they just don't know what they want. Right. Totally valid. Yes. And then we just go through, okay, well, here, after hearing this and this, here are some options. It's either me coaching you through this and here are, you know, our packages, or it's, hey, I don't really think coaching is what you're looking for. Um, this might be what you're looking for, like therapy or counseling or maybe a class or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, you have a, a speciality, a specialty. Mm-hmm. Um I always say speciality. Oh, I make um, it I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, there's a specialty that you need that I can't provide, but I have a whole like nice community of sex coaches that probably have that specialty and I can introduce you. Mm-hmm. So it's usually one of those areas. Um, and if it's with me, then it's great. I give them kind of like a, I guess you could call it an assessment. It's not really a sexy term, but it's basically sexy to me. Like a th- <laughs> <laughs> Hello, nerd. Yeah, um, yeah. 
totally. Um, it's like a it's like a three page document though, and it's asking them all these questions and um about basically their sexual history, you know, because sex is such a layered topic, uh, for so many people. I mean, honestly, every single person I've met, and so for me to just jump in. I need, I need some type of background on like, what have you experienced? What are your messages around sex? How do you feel about it? You know, like, and things like that. So they usually fill that out. Um, not usually they, they fill that out and it's also quite reflective. You know, I've gotten feedback from some clients that like, actually that form was really reflective for me. Like it made me think about some things that I really have never thought about. And so, yeah. And then we just get going. Um, the first place, I mean, not with all, all my clients, but a lot of them, first place we start with is self-pleasure mm-hmm. most of the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It always, it's always the self, you know, it's, right. al- it's yeah. always the self in some way. And it's either self-pleasure, like physically, you know, giving them masturbation homework mm-hmm. or self-pleasure in terms of like learning about your own desires, you know, and spending time with yourself in that way. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, you know, within my experience and talking about my story, I find a lot of women come to me with a sense of open arms and, and curiosity in terms of their sexuality or, you know, things they want to explore. And, um, I think it's just such sex and being a woman is, is something else still in today's society. And, you know, where do you begin and, and understanding self is where you can start to feel that, I don't know. Yeah. What do you enjoy? Because where do you begin when you don't understand that the comp, like you're, the conversations aren't even really there and the safety isn't there, especially if you're growing up in certain types of right belief systems or things like that, you know, so like yeah. where do you begin? So it sounds like that that um your assessment puppy can you hear the dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> puppy honestly that doesn't sound very good <laughs> anyways having that assessment sounds so great and so essential because yeah i find that a lot of the times what i say and i'm no expert right i'm no expert but i hear i listen to them and i'm i'm the biggest thing i seem to offer is like the sense of voice right using your voice and and yeah. um, understanding what you like, so you can you can ask someone or tell someone or try something, right? And and yeah, if right. you don't have a partner, you can try that with self first and and see if you like it. And and so um, oh yeah, I always I always even if you do have a partner, you always do something. You always try new things by yourself first. It's always a good a good uh, tip. If if you don't get anything else from this from me, that's a great tip. Yeah, you know, if you're thinking, even if it's like you know uh a toy lingerie anything uh fantasies you know you always want to start with yourself first yeah um and a lot of the things you know what you i think were referring to i mean oftentimes this stuff honestly doesn't have anything to do with sex it just mm-hmm. pops up it just comes up in sexual situations but for the most part right living life as a woman in this country uh gives you a lot of anxiety and um, fear around using your voice in general. And so of course, when, if you're not able to use your voice, you know, (laughs) have you ever been to a massage paid for a massage 
and you didn't tell them to like go lighter or go, you know, harder. (laughs) Right. right? Like, and we're paying for that. So if we can't even use our voices in that scenario, how much more difficult it's going to be to use it in a sexual scenario with another person who's possibly inside of you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like wait, really wait, break- oh, there's so much happening right now. Yeah. yeah. When you really break it down, it's, yeah. it's, it usually doesn't have a lot to do with, with sex and what people think of right. like, Oh, I'm going to teach them new positions or, you know, True. stuff like that. Like uh, usually it's about, you know, finding your voice, yeah. uh, creating and maintaining your boundaries, understanding your needs, exactly making time for yourself, prioritizing yourself. Right. So it's, you know, all that stuff is related, um, or isn't really related to sex. You could relate that stuff to anything, you know, it just shows up in sexual situations and causes problems. Yeah. And like, and like using, using the voice is, is again, like I said, that's because I am no specialist, but that's the thing that I tend to see in the conversation was like, Oh yeah, it's really great if you ask for it, or it's really great if you say, Hey, I'd like to try this. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's obviously with someone else, or you can, you can talk to yourself that way too. Hey, I'd really like to try this. Is this okay? You know, like, that's great too. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's really beautiful that you touched on that. And also understanding the needs outside of sex is also stepping into that in a sexual space as well. And really, when you think about it, it's all, you know, everything is really interrelated, whether it's your healing journey or the way you interact with people or the way you're told to interact or be, you know, and it's just a matter of standing in self more and more and understanding self and having that, um, but I don't want to necessarily want to call it self-assurance. That's not really the word I'm going for, but it's that sense of self or that connection to self, you know, which is what, even when we talked about what you do with your work, it's, it's connecting to self and it's connecting to sexual desires and all of these aspects of self. And that is where that, you know, that like, I don't know, I, all of a sudden now I feel like sensual when I'm talking about yeah. connection to right. self. Kind of want to move when you're like, I know myself, (laughs) or if I don't, I'm going to explore it, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. And that's what, you know, it's funny because just this morning I, I started a new show called the masturbation chronicles and it's, it's a show in my Facebook group. Oh, and on Netflix or something, or have I seen it? No, (laughs) no, not a, not a show that you watch. I started my own show. (laughs) Oh, maybe it'll be on Netflix one day. There we go. (laughs) This fine episode is brought to you by Lulalu, perfect fitting bras designed exclusively for small boobs. No more awkward gaps or slipping straps. All of their bras are made to fit small chested women in all the right ways. Trust me, I have one. It's amazing. Find your best fit in A, AA, or AAA cups. Visit lulalu.com. That's L-U-L-A-L-U.com. Also, if you listen to this before February of 2022, enter in Rebecca15 to receive your 15% discount. Winky face. That's lulalu.com. See you later. So we were talking about learning how to trust yourself, right? And be with self. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, I, I, you know, encourage women or give them uh, masturbation homework, honestly, because when, when a woman understands that how to give herself an orgasm, like, and that 
I mean, this is going to sound harsh, but like that she doesn't need anyone else mm-hmm. to give herself pleasure mm-hmm. and, and that you know what feels good, right? You are forming this connection with your body, with your vulva and your genitals, which a lot of us don't really have a relationship with, you know, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you're forming that, like, I know this, I know myself, I know what I like. And that knowing, right, that's what inner trust is all about, is just knowing mm-hmm. that what you're doing is for you and correct for you. So that's why I point women to masturbation quite a bit and why I do it as well often is because it forms, it helps me build trust with myself, you know? I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this, uh, being an abusive or having been in an abusive relationship, your trust kind of goes out the window when you get out of those. <laughs> Cause you're like, Oh, I, I, I was going to like marry this person. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, can I trust anybody now? Like maybe I don't know what a good partner is, or, you know, maybe I don't know what, what I really like anymore, you know? And so like a lot of that self-trust kind of like just dissolves really quickly and you have to build it back up. And so that's one of the ways that, you know, you do that. That's so interesting that you say that, you know, thinking back and thinking of the abusive relationship and also the violation with the, the sex tape is, yeah, it just really makes you question, like, did I enter into a situation that wasn't right for me? And it just makes you question yourself. And so building right. that self-trust again to be like, you know, you're human, like love you, you know, you entered in as best as you, you were in that moment. And that's, that's great. That's enough. And, and moving forward, we have that information. And so now let's like, let's learn to trust ourselves again. Let's learn to trust again in life. And that, yeah. And having that, that safety, that trust is, um, so beautiful and also exciting. Like, let's take it to this exciting level too, of, of when that's there. And when you have that with self, like, like get me into the bedroom now like let's go you know like oh my gosh and like does anyone want to come no great um don't worry i'll be the only one that comes and i'll be okay with it (laughs) well and it helps build confidence too right like i i'm a big believer that if, if if you can ask for uh oral pleasure in the bedroom you can ask for a freaking promotion at your job. <laughs> you know what I right? mean? Like it's going to be a lot easier to ask for stuff outside of the bedroom when you can do it in the bedroom. And so that's why I kind of start there with a lot of women wow. because it leads to so much confidence in other places. I had a client tell me that our work together um, helped her up. Like she was like, and she does her own inner work obviously too, you know? And, but she said, you know, that our work together helped her um, apply for a specific job that she maybe wow. wouldn't have applied for and then actually interview for it really well. And it was really cool to just hear that of like, wow, wow. that's awesome. And like connecting to your sexual power within yourself, really, I'm thinking about it on a really big scale in terms of society and even in terms of like going into the whole conversation of the patriarchy, you know, there is that whether it's false, true, what what have you around the patriarchy and sexuality is there is that sort of laying assumption that it's okay to be sexual um, mm-hmm. as a someone who associates with a man, right? And and that's right. sort of what I've been fighting for is being like, excuse me, I'm allowed to be sexual. And so thinking of this this sexual power and and you're right, like that is a form of stepping into yourself to have that power to then like, hmm, like 
be loud, proud, be on, be on par and, and above, you know, and yeah. have that sense of self. And it's funny that you're saying that too. I'm thinking about it. Like I've been exploring my sensuality and, and I've been exploring it with partners that I feel safe with. And I'm really watching my entire life change and, yeah. um, my yeah. voice change and saying, no, 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 my needs matter. And I started that in the bedroom and I don't know, I, I must have a level of comfort in the bedroom. Sure. And it might be the opposite for someone else. It might be something else. But for me, it was me saying, um, we're not done here. You know, like <laughs> girls yeah. still need to say whatever, however it looks right. And yeah. And I'm finding though, that even in my relationships and not even just romantic relationships, my relationship, same to jobs, to people, to life is this sense of, I matter. Um, I really do matter right now. And my needs matter. And whether that's sexual or financial, I matter or emotional support. I matter. And it's so interesting. I was just talking with a friend about that in the sense of like, I'm learning so much lately. And ultimately it's stemming from me being ready to find that sense of play, find that I'm that part of sensuality within that portion of the journey. Right. And it, and it really, like you're saying, like it works together to create this enhancement of self and this sense of I don't, power for some reason, it, it is a sense of power, but it's like, it's like an exuberance. Like it's, 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 it's like a magnet. It's, it's, a, it's more than just power because I also yeah. think power can be a word that can be, I don't know. It can have some connotations, right? right People don't always right. like it. But yeah. at the same yeah. time, yes. Like it's this shine. It's this brightness of being like, I'm here. I matter. Like that's, that's all I keep saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's beautifully said, to be honest with you, I was just kind of nodding my head. I have a question for you, but I'm also, I'm looking for a quote. That's one of my favorite quotes. Um, I'm looking through a book right now. For those of you who aren't watching, it's called sex for one. Mm. And it's a book written by Betty Dodson. Uh, she's one of my favorite, like people in I mean, she was she was a feminist. She's no longer living now, but uh, she basically kind of brought the clitoris <laughs> back into society, the importance of the clitoris and, you know, it frames it as the females or, you know, female bodied persons um, uh, primary sex organ hmm. uh, as opposed to like their vagina or vaginal opening. Right. right. Which is kind of what we all learned. You know, I mean, I learned anyway that like that's that was my role in the bedroom. My role was to have penetrative sex, to have mm. something enter me, like no matter what. And um, it's funny, I just talked about this this morning in my in my pilot episode, mm. but um, and also that my role was to make sure that my partner, which was typically a male partner, uh, like make sure that they were orgasming, even if I didn't, you know, and that was, that was also, I think, you know, stemmed from my belief at that time, because whatever we believe, you know, follows and behaviors and, and actions, you know? So I'm curious for you, if you want to share, you don't have to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Cause you, you mentioned uh, there's some new things that you're playing around with or exploring. So would you like to share one of them? I I love that. Interested. Yeah, I have. So my friends and I are actually really quite open sexually, and which I really appreciate. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And I, I'm hearing a lot about um, what's. Oh goodness me gracious! Um, 
like f- fetishes and things like that. And uh, I, I'm just mm-hmm. out of curiosity, I'm always like, oh, wow, like, what did you deal with? Or what do you like? And for me, one thing I'm exploring right now is dominance, actually. Um, and that are you dominating, or are you being dominated? Or the, both, both, but more, I, I would say that bef- when I wasn't thinking and I was exploring and I was just living, I think I had a sense of dominance that I just I just exuberated naturally. And I think I lost that. So for me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to explore that dominance in myself and being the dominant person, but also in the moment, sometimes I go, okay, let's play with this dominance. And sometimes like, ah, no, 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 no. It's you that needs to be dominant right now. Can you like come on top of me or whatever, or can you mm-hmm. do me or something? So that's something that I'm definitely exploring. And what's interesting, again, bringing it back to this like whole life spectrum is that I, I am, I'm exploring a sense of dominance within my, myself and how I actually Mm. have quite a bit of dominance and, and it's not to like overpower anybody. It's not, but it's like, I got this voice. I got this power. I I have, you're a natural leader. It seems like, you know, from our small conversations that we've had. Oh, thank you. And, 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 and so Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm exploring that too. And, and finding that within others. And I think that's also receiving within that dominance as well as being the, mm. uh, I guess you would call it the submissive, even though I don't really relate to those terms. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's great. Some people love the submissive thing, but like, I, I, it's still more of like, who's playing the dominant role is more where I feel like I can right. in this moment. So that's something sure. I'm working with right now. Cool. That's exciting. It, yeah. It, you know, B- BDSM, I, I am definitely like, I'm a vanilla queen. I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> All of my toys back here, you can see them a little bit. Uh, I have tons of them. I use them for some of my like my workshops and stuff. But uh, I would say are on the more vanilla side, you know, of of toys. But BDSM is so fascinating. I love um, learning about it. I love talking to individuals who um, engage in that kind of sex play because um, it is quite fascinating. And it's it's really it's really what's so, how, how do I want to say my, my, I should speak from my own experience, my fascination with it, starting off in bondage, right. I'm, I'm starting to get pretty fascinated in rope. And one of my partners, one of my uh, previous partners, we, we've had, we had a rope for like months and months and, and hadn't used it sexually because we were like still acquainting ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it takes a while sometimes. And, um, but my interest with it is, is like, so, what are other ways that I can continue to kind of surrender, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because one of the issues that I have faced and still face um, in my own sex life is, is getting stuck in my head. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a big one for a lot of Mm -hmm. women too, you know? Um, And, and in this culture, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of conditioned to, do and like produce as much right. as possible, you know, and, and perform. Mm-hmm. And that it's, that has nothing to do with, with sex really. Um, yeah. You can be doing something to somebody. Right. But it's not about like doing so many amount of things or, you know, coming in a certain amount of time. Right. It's, mm. it's really not about any of that. It's just about following your pleasure. And yeah. so, yeah, um, I found that quote, by the way, Oh, you did. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is from Betty Dodson's book, sex for one highly recommend for any woman, um, or man or in between sexual energy is not only the life force that creates the next generation, 
but it is also the source of our creativity. Ooh. Hey, got chills on that. I know. I always do too. It's just amazing because it, I mean, it really is. If you think about it, like, I think we talked about this at the beginning a little bit of like mm -hmm. the, the capability of the, of, of the female body and, and how much energy it takes to bring a human life into existence mm. and that's sexual energy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, what's more powerful than creating life? <laughs> what yes. kind of, what's, what kind of creative energy is more All powerful right. than that? So, <laughs> you know, I always um, play that card. If anyone's questioning a woman's, you know, power, I'm always like, so how did you get here? <laughs> yeah. There's one, of, one of my sisters, one of my sisters gave birth to her own child once. Wow. Yeah. Extreme because she does home births. Um, one of wow. them does. And so the, the, the doula wasn't, wasn't there in enough time or midwife, whatever you want to call, wasn't there in enough time. And so her and her husband delivered their, their own child. Amazing. Wow. That is, I know that is things that I, you know, that's like a, a goddess that's higher. Yeah, she things, is right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She's a goddess. That's amazing. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. I just wanted to, I found the quote, so I wanted to no, I yeah. love it. And and thinking about it, you know, I've, I read a lot of business books and a lot of, um, yeah, entrepreneurial books. And there's a lot of talk to of sex transmutation and, and a lot of them talk about holding back from sex and using that energy. And, and for myself, my choice in reading those books was always like, well, I'm going to have sex and use that energy from sex to do that. But, oh, you interesting. Know, like, yeah. like not like, you mean like, um, how do you mean? So what I, what I was reading or what I was interpreting when I was reading these books, I can't even remember what they are exactly, but they're definitely business books. And they're basically saying, mm -hmm. instead of having sex and releasing your energy through sex, harness that sexual energy because it's so powerful because, and it said something and it just doesn't make sense the way it comes out of my mouth every single time, but it says like sex is the most powerful emotion. And I know that doesn't make sense, but that's basically the feeling that I, what I, that I received from that book is that it's one of the most powerful things, right? It's a driving force. It's, it's so powerful. And so they're talking about basically abstaining from sex to harness that and you get for business or money. And I'm going, bitch, I would do both. <laughs> and in fact, when I'm having, you know, there's talks of to those like orgasm manifestation things. I'm like, that's more my, oh. my route, if anything. And, and, oh yeah. Right. But, but that's how okay. powerful sex is. And you're right in terms of creation, it's, it's beautiful. And that's something that for myself, no matter what I've experienced or gone through or said or not talked about or shared or not shared is sex is so beautiful. It is so expressive and connective and, and messy and human and wild and gorgeous and awful Horrible. in the best way, you know, like that was hilarious. Yeah. That didn't work out. Like there's just so much humanness to sex. And I think it's so lovely and it's so lovely to share that space with yourself. And it's so lovely. This is my perspective to share it. Cause I have multiple partners still, I'm still single and I'm a very sexually active person, woman. And to share that consensually and like in that way with someone is so special. I just, I honor it. So well, yeah, it's a very vulnerable experience too. You know, I mean, um, sometimes <laughs> when I've talked to, uh, male clients, they haven't been clients, but like during consultations, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I do remember one client that I had actually who it was tricky because most of the time I don't have an issue with 
you know, um, passing judgment, right? That's my job. Like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to, to tell you what you're doing is wrong or bad or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, I, ha- I had one uh, male client who was really upset that um, his partner wouldn't let him uh, penetrate, one, because it was painful for her. Um, but two, he, you know, he's like, well, that's, that's what I want, you know, and that's, that's, what's going to help me. And, you know, there are times when I, when I've spoken with some, some individuals that typically don't have things entered in them. (laughs) And I kind of put that perspective to them, you know, it's like, well, you know, like, how would you like it if I just kind of took this stapler and just shoved it into your ass with yeah. no lubrication at yeah. all and was pissed if you didn't like it? Like, that's kind of what yeah. you're saying a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's like it's yeah. a very vulnerable experience for mm-hmm. both individuals, whether you're entering someone or not. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a very vulnerable experience because there's all these things that pop up like judgment and fear and you know, am I taking too long or, um, am I, am I, for the male perspective, am I performing well enough? Right. That's the thing that they have to deal with because their, their expectations are, they have to make a woman come in a certain amount of time and they have to know all of her parts without actually being properly educated on any of it. (laughs) Yeah. And, and without, you know, her telling him anything to do Mm -hmm. as well. And, and he's also supposed to maintain a heart erection that entire time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they have their own, uh, obstacles that they face, mm-hmm. you know, as well. And so it can be a very vulnerable experience that I think sometimes we, we take for granted, True. um, you know, so. Yeah, so. I do. I do find actually, now that you've mentioned that the amount of space that's held for both sides is really is present, like holding space for someone in a sexual experience is very prevalent. Like it's like, yeah, you know, and, and understanding where someone's coming from and you can, for, for myself, I feel like I can tell when someone's feeling like an insecurity pops up. And so I'm, I'm really, um, for myself, this is just the way I enter in is affirming them and, and, you know, either asking for what I want or directing them or something or being really aware. And it is this mutual exchange of, of being aware and and sharing that space in a very vulnerable way with whomever you're with. Or, and again, if you're with yourself, same thing. And so right. that's so interesting when you say that, I'm like, oh, wow, the amount of like, it's not therapy. It's not, well, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> it's therapy for me. So I don't know, <laughs> you know, is it like, hmm, it probably is. Anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Well, and that's why, you know, a lot of the women that I've worked with are kind of my, my ideal clients, you could say, are women that just aren't really sure about what they want, because it's really hard to communicate the things that you want if you don't know what they are. Right. Or the way you want to be touched or not be touched Mm -hmm. Um, or saying, no, I don't like that or changing your mind. Right. That's a tricky one. Once you say you want something and then you get it and they're like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) And you've got to change your mind. It's it's hard. And so, yeah, yeah, a lot of those, that's a lot of what I've worked through with women, helping them get through some of those obstacles. And oftentimes it's just Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I, I, I think that my work is an extension of myself, 
you know, because these are all things that I have experienced and that I went through in my own life. And um, it limited me in many ways and bled over into other areas of my life that, uh, oh, I shouldn't say it limited me. I should say I limited myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so, because most of the time we're just in our own, we're in our own way a lot of the time anyway. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's it's uh it's very close to my my heart. Hmm. Ah, no, I think it's so beautiful and I've been I'm I've been looking forward to speaking with you and I it's just so nice to share this space and it's also nice if there's any women that feel this way I talk about this I'm working on a project and there's a lot of talk of how a lot of women are going to be so excited to be seen in this light as well and so it's just it's nice from myself on a very personal level to feel that there's also space for me to talk safely about how sexuality is amazing and how I can't even describe this feeling of like, I feel almost, um, I feel a safety in the expression that I have around sex with you. And so like, thank you. And I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for this, this voice to be here for other women too, to know that it's okay to go there. And also if you are like that and like, yeah, you know, like, right. like I'm horny all the time. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> So I really appreciate you very much. And I'm, I'm thinking of all the conversations that people have come to me with. So if you have anything, please go to Aubrey, because I'm sitting here going, yep. Could have sent them to her. Yep. Could have sent them to Aubrey. Yep. Aubrey. (laughs) Okay. So like go to Aubrey. (laughs) Oh, I thank you so much. Thank you. That was, that was very nice to receive. So thank you. Um, And on that note though, is there though, on that note though, on that note, is there Anything in one thing, one sentence um, that you would like to leave with with the listeners here um, in terms of the conversation we had or their their sense of safety or sexuality expression or something? Is there one thing? What is one thing you would like to leave with the audience today? Hmm. Well, I think because we've been talking a lot about, you know, I finding our own voices as women, right? And we've been centering that around sex, but just in general, I think I'd like to leave your audience with um, that you are the expert of your own body. Hmm. Whether you believe that or not, or whether that's um, come into maybe reality for you or not, right? Because we operate from like our neck up in this society. So we're kind of cut off. We're severed. A lot of us. So it takes work to to reconnect with the body, but you definitely are the expert of your own body. I got chills on that. Yes. Yay. That's so great. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much truly for being in this space. And I'm, I will link everything for the listeners to look into your, your amazingness and sign up with you. And um, I just hope you have a beautiful day. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so lovely to, to chat with you. So thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Please visit my website, www.rebeccareinhardt.com. You can find all the information of what I am working on. You can sign up for emails so you can get some cheeky emails from me and updates. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. I can't wait to connect with you. Find me on Instagram. 
Find me on TikTok. Find me on YouTube. Find me everywhere, you know? Let's make it a game. Just kidding. RebeccaReinhardt.com. Okay, bye.